What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And in this week's episode, episode 22, we're going to touch on a little controversial topic. Why Christian games won't work. Now, to preface that, as you're listening to this, we're just uh, on the market of why like a direct Christian game wouldn't work in the same way why Christian movies don't work. And we're just going to be talking about that as Christians ourselves. So uh, look forward to that at the end of the episode. In the last half hour, we usually do it. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but in this hour, in this half hour, we're going to talk about other things. But the first thing we're going to talk about is Liz. How you doing? Sleepy. Sour. You're sleepy. What? Why? Because it's long weekend. Yeah. Uh, describe to our listeners why our weekend was so long. My Thursday was long, but then yeah. both of ours. Well, I worked on Thursday, so you know. Yeah, true. Um, we both had yeah, long. So Thursdays. we worked on Thursday and then on Friday we woke up, went to the gym. Well, we woke up. You know, took, um, ate breakfast, went to the gym, took our showers, and we packed up the car and our dog, and we drove all the way to Lancaster in the rain. And then we got to Lancaster, chilled for like an hour, and mm-hmm. then we went to a water parks concert. Which was weird. It was. It was at the Chameleon Club, if anyone is in Lancaster County, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Um, it's at the Chameleon Club, and it was packed, like... Yeah. No extra space. And this was anywhere. Liz's first like pit um yeah. pit concert. And I had a panic attack and almost cried. Because I described to Liz like she's like, I've been to concerts before and like no, you've yeah, been to like well, cause like we when you said like, Oh, there's no room to move, I was like, Oh yeah, there wasn't really any room to move at the panic concert at the festival pier either. Yeah, at the festival pier. I'm like, No, when I mean there's no room to move, I mean there's no room. I had to, to move. close my eyes so that I didn't know someone's hair was in my face. Yeah. Um, so we ended up moving to the back before water parks came on. But there were four openers yeah. who each got like five songs. And five it or took, seven, actually. And it took the, sta- the stage crew like 20 minutes to change sets for each band. So we stood there for three hours before water parks even came out. Mm-hmm. And then water parks did like, from what we know, four encores but we left before the fourth encore was done so they could have done more yeah because they came off and water parks was good the mix was a little off yeah it was a strange mix they didn't do a like it was the entertainment tour but they actually didn't do a lot of entertainment songs yeah but uh but yeah then you know how bands go off like oh thank you good night and i'm like ah ha ha come back out here come give me the encore Mm -hmm. and you'll have like one encore maybe two encores but then after the second song, they're like, okay, our next song is. I'm like, whoa, buddy. Okay, it's 1130 at night. We're, we're done here. Yeah. And then after the third song, like, our next song is like, okay, so you're doing a whole new set. Yeah. I so want to go home Adam and sleep. Adam was like, it's 11. You want to head out? I said, yeah, sure. So I grabbed an EP from one of the openers and we left. Yeah. Um. So then we drove home mm-hmm. where we drove back to his mom's house that we were staying at. And we stayed overnight. We woke up, mm-hmm. took our showers, and we went out to brunch with his mom. Mm-hmm. Drove all the way home, which it said it was going to take us four hours. Luckily, traffic let up. It only took us three and a half. Yeah. Um, got home around four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Adam stretched for about an hour. We, and then we got dinner at Subway. And then Adam had a charity, had the charity basketball game. Yep. Um, and then we came home. 
You well, went to bed. at the basketball game. Uh, well, I just, yeah. I just want to point out that. So in between Friday and Saturday, I drove for a total of nine hours. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I got to the basketball game, my knees were kind of shaky. And in the fourth quarter of the basketball game, all of a sudden, my knees, like the muscle tendons in my knees, just locked. They're like, we're done here. And I started to fall over. And I'm like, what, what's happening? What's happening? And the crowd is like getting scared. I'm like, no, 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 no I'm fine. It's just that my, my knees are locked. And so like the, the physical trainers came to carry me off the, the court. And I was like, they're like, are you fine? I'm, I'm like, yes. And that's what I told everybody. Like, listen, I went to a concert last night. And then I drove back today. My knees are just like shaky right now. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we did that and then we came home in the mm. process. We won beats headphones from the charity basketball game. Yeah. I put tickets in to get the beats for him and an iPhone for me. I didn't win the iPhone, Aww. but we got the beats. Um, and then we came home, we went to bed and then it was Sunday. So our typical Sunday, we went to Sunday school, mm -hmm. went to church. I taught primary church. Mm hmm. And then there was a luncheon that there was no food left for us to eat afterwards. Yeah. So we left and got our own KFC. Yeah. Like we were, I'm the youth pastor there and I was in line and there was no food for the youth pastor. And I was just like, wait, wait. There was food, but there wasn't much left. And with all my food allergies and it was my like lactose little pizza rolls left. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm lactose intolerant. So there wasn't much of an option for me. Mm-hmm. So we went to KFC. Adam dropped me back off at church because last night we had our packing party for Operation Christmas Child. We packed 300 boxes with our youth group. Yeah. Go us. Within um, like a half hour. Yeah, I know. I'm really good at the whole organizing thing. Yeah. Um, so he dropped me off back at church. I ate my food. And then I got really, really sick mm -hmm. for about an hour. Yep. Because I was allergic to something and something I ate for lunch. Yep. Yay. So I lost an hour of organizing because we got like last minute donations for our boxes to put in. Yeah. I was um, like, oof. Yeah. So I had to organize all that and I had an hour less to organize it all. Mm -hmm. So I got, I, everything got finished like right as everyone got there. Mm -hmm. um, so we did that, packed 300 boxes and then we stayed at church till 830 at night because that's when youth group ends. So all mm -hmm. of our kids hung out and then I... We got dinner and then we came home and then we went to bed. I so it was just a really long, busy weekend. And we just have to get through this week and then we get to go to Lancaster for a week. Yeah. So special announcement on that is that uh, because next week next is Monday. Well, next Monday is a Thanksgiving week and we're going to be away. We're, we're going to have a special early episode on Saturday. So we're going to record the podcast on Saturday. We're going to upload it on Saturday because uh, we're going to be away on Monday. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, look forward to that. Uh, we're going to say that in the next episode, we're going to talk about how to love a gamer at Christmas. Because so that you guys can prepare for your Black Friday shopping. Yeah. Uh, well, or I you mean, can share with your family how yeah, to shop what, for you. I was about to say. So how to love a gamer at Christmas. Uh, but that will be this Saturday. So look forward to that. Uh, before we get into table talk topics, I want to I want to talk about because I just watched this morning uh, the Xbox conference called EXO uh, eighteen uh, that was taking place in Mexico City. I was just going to talk like for like three five minutes on that. Uh, it was it was pretty usual. Like it was uh, nothing really shocked me other mm -hmm. than the last announcement where. Uh, Xbox said that they bought two new studios. One was in exile. I believe it's in exile. 
Um, but in Exile, which is an RPG realm, and also Obsidian, which is also an RPG round uh, studio. Obsidian really uh, got me super, super stoked just because they, they did, they've done a lot of my favorite games. Um, and they did Fallout New Vegas, which was uh, pretty cool. Uh, I'm not a big New Vegas fan, but that it's still a really amazing game. Mm-hmm. But uh, all this just tells me with those two uh, that they're really looking towards the next generation. Yeah. They know they lost this generation because of their exclusives. They, they knew they had the uh, proper system, but mm-hmm. they didn't have the exclusives. So they're going to say, look, we need to have both. We need to have both the system mm-hmm. as well as the exclusives. Yeah, because they're looking at PlayStation and seeing... All the exclusives. They're seeing all their people either having both systems or giving up Xbox to have a PlayStation mm-hmm. because they have so many exclusives that people that they can't play on the Xbox yeah. plus the games they get to play on Xbox. Exactly. So why have an Xbox when you can do it all on the PlayStation? Mm-hmm. So if they have their own exclusives, they're forcing the market to have both systems. Exactly. So uh, that's pretty exciting that they're going to have a lot more exclusives. Yeah. Uh, the other things were just like, they 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 really promoted Game Pass. Like they mm-hmm. they said like I was watching it this morning. Like I woke up, uh, I went downstairs, and because we had that long week, and I was like, okay, I'll catch up on it before we record the podcast. Oh my goodness, they were saying like buy Xbox Game Pass for a dollar at least ten times, <laughs> like throughout the whole thing. It's like, did we tell you that you can get Xbox Game Pass for a dollar? It's like. Yes. Like, no, I am, I'm sorry. No, I didn't catch that. Can, what yeah. was that? <laughs> well, how much was it? How? What's the price for it? A dollar if yeah. you're a new user. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. It, it is. Um, the only reason why I'm not I'm not on Game Pass is because I I look through the list and mm-hmm. I played um, most of the games. Yeah, mass it. majority of what's on the Game Pass. Yeah. And plus, uh, there's just so many games I'm getting already that I won't yeah. have time for all those games. It's a really good thing if you're get, if you're just getting an Xbox or you're getting your kid an Xbox for Christmas or something, Yeah, which will go into our episode next week. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting them that for Christmas, you get the Xbox Game Pass because then yeah, you don't need to worry about getting them a game they hate. Exactly. You just they get them Game Pass selection. and they have a whole library of games ready for them. So it's it's a really good deal but it's just you know not for me yeah um but yeah most most of the conference was about xbox game pass and then the studios then it was like launching new games like jump force Mm -hmm. uh talking more about kingdom uh kingdom hearts 3 which i was surprised so last thing i'll say about the the conference is i was really surprised that they didn't announce uh kingdom kingdom hearts uh the story so far for xbox because you have the story so far for PlayStation mm-hmm. 4, but if you're already at the PlayStation 4, right, you've played all of the Kingdom Hearts, yeah. essentially. It's in theory. In theory. But this is the very first Kingdom Hearts on an Xbox system. If anything, you should be releasing Kingdom Hearts, th- uh, Kingdom Hearts the story so far on Xbox. Yeah. Because no one on Xbox has ever played, in theory, if only been on Xbox. Yeah. You've never played a Kingdom Hearts game. So they they really should have released it for Xbox as well as PlayStation. But yeah. uh, I was I was really expecting them to announce that in the Xbox uh, panel, but uh, they didn't. So I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. fine, uh, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that that's all I had to say. So let's move on. 
uh, to our favorite segment. Table Talk Topics. Dang it. One week you'll be like, Table Talk Topics. I don't see that happening. I see it happening. I I, I see the future. And it's you yelling from the mountaintops, Table Talk Topics. No. All right. So every week, whenever we feel like it, uh, we shuffle a deck of table topics because, you know, uh, tension. And we pick a random question. And we talk about that for 10 minutes as a mini podcast. So this week's table talk topic is going to be how have your friendships changed since last year oh wow that's pretty that's a pretty good question for us since we've we moved a year ago yeah you want to start with this oh geez yeah that's um, a, finally we get a really good question i'm trying to think well in the past year that was mm, well, let's say for us, like since we've moved. From, well, yeah, since we moved. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, since we moved from Leola um, to Lancaster. I mean, this is. My friendships haven't changed. It's more of like I lost acquaintances because like I had like when I worked at True Green in Lancaster, mm-hmm. um, like the people I sat around were like my good friends. My friend, you know, I had Amanda and Cinder and um, Choa. Like I had friends mm-hmm. that sat near me. But they weren't people I hung out with outside of work. So I wouldn't say they were my friends. They were my acquaintances. They were mm-hmm. my work friends. But my friendships, like, yeah, pretty much stayed the same. Like, sadly, when we lived in Lancaster, I wasn't talking to my Lancaster friends that much because mm-hmm. we were busy. And, I mean, nothing's ever going to change between me and Elena. Yeah. But it's changed. <laughs> we're sisters for life. <laughs> but it's changed because getting into Long Island is less accessible. That's true. Yeah, me Leola. and yeah, that's true. Me and Lane haven't seen each other in a year mm-hmm. because yeah. Well, she's busy. She's been in nursing school, but it is it isn't as easy to see each other when we live in Long Island as it was when we lived in Leola. Yeah, because I visited my parents more, or I could have visited Philly more, or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just getting out of getting in and out of Long Island is so much work. Like. My parents don't even under like even my parent my relationship with my parents has gotten mildly worse because I don't see them as much because getting in and out of Long Island is is a disaster is so much work and I don't think they truly understand that. Well, I mean, when we were in Leola and when I was getting a job here, mm-hmm. uh, they were saying like, "Oh, Adam, you gotta worry about the traffic." And I'm like, "I grew up in Philly." Yeah, okay? we're like, "Oh, we you know we grew up with 95 right there." Like, yeah, but going because we didn't understand uh-huh. <clears throat> so when we were driving to the job interview it was just like whoa we're like, what okay. is this monster yeah the traffic out here is just a different beast it's in, like if you think you know traffic <clears throat> you don't it's yeah. insane and people yeah. don't care about their lives or and their I'm sure, car i'm sure some a listener who lives in los angeles like oh don't get me started i'm sure i'm yeah. sure there's people who live in cities like oh you don't even know here it's I still, I'm not going to believe anyone anymore because I've never seen a beast like Long Island. Like Long Island traffic. Like, it's not even Long Island. It's the um, Gothelsbury. That's going, that's going into Staten Island. Mm-hmm. So really, yeah, it's, the Gothelsbury it's entrances. The getting into, it's actually getting into both. It's the it's going onto the Gothels to get into mm-hmm. Staten Island. And then it's getting on the um, belt 
Yeah, the on Bell Long Park. Island, like right. after you got off the Verrazano. I, I'm pretty so sh- it's on the Verrazano onto the Bell, and it's getting on the Gothel's Bridge. I'm pretty sure Satan himself designed the Bell Parkway. Yes, and yeah. the Bell is why it's so hard to get out of Long Island. Yeah, Staten Island, getting out of Staten Island is pretty easy. It's not yeah. that bad. It's mostly getting out of Long Island on the Bell. But that's not the table talk topic for. No. So, <laughs> but yeah, how have your friendships changed? It's mostly I don't see them anymore because yeah. it's so much work. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lynn's gonna come in <coughs> December, yeah, and we're gonna go be tourists in Manhattan. <coughs> I'm gonna stay home. Yeah. I don't like Manhattan. You're also weren't invited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Good, because you would drag us down because you're like, that's not fun. These people are stupid. I hate Manhattan. I, I hate love it. it. I miss Leola. But well, I, yeah. I know I'm a Philly boy, and it's like, oh, you're not city anymore. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I love the countryside. Mm-hmm. So, deal. Um, but, yeah, the same for me is that now we've lived here for over a year now, but just uh, in comparison to Leola, to where we live in Long Island, uh, I already shouted it out. So, if you were listening really carefully, like, oh, he lives in this area in Long Island. Good for you. Um, but... Uh, the difference is just I, I have less friends now. And I'm not trying to say that in a sad way. Yeah, I don't mean to sound sad. It's just, it's just that's your way of life. We're in the rebuilding process where yeah. we don't know anybody out in Long Island. And so, well, I did have my two high school friends who moved out to yeah. uh, New York. But one of them moved just moved to Dallas. And I'm yeah. like, dude. And he was your <clears throat> like absolute best friend. Yeah. Like, like like straight from high school yeah. like we he was he's my oldest friend um and you know my other friend still lives here in queens but uh so i'm in the rebuilding of friendships yeah. but i have we both have like yeah. way more friends than leola yeah, we definitely have. when we go to lancaster we always try and like connect with our friends we're actually are going to be connecting with our friends next week mm-hmm. um for dinner but but it, it yeah. it's it's so overwhelming how many friends we have in Lancaster that I try not to post on Facebook when I'm going to Lancaster. Because be- it's like, I can't see all of you, and I really just want to relax. Exactly. Um, but I mostly just want to see my mom yeah. and uh, like spend time with her and then like my really, really close friends in Lancaster. Yeah. It, like, you know who you are. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. If you're listening to this, you're probably one of them. <laughs> True fact. Because <laughs> none of my friends are listening. Right on. Uh, but the, the other part of it is just that my friendship have changed because I've gotten so busy, um, like with my job and as a youth pastor, things are just so hectic that when they ask like, Oh, when can we hang out? When can we see each other? When you, when you come back to Lancaster again, I was, I'm like, I don't know. know. Like my friend who just moved to Dallas, he's like, Oh, you going to visit anytime soon, bro. Uh, there's a chance I'm never going to see him ever again. Yeah. Because like for me to take time off to fly over to Dallas as a youth pastor, I'm like, Ooh, there's more of a chance of him visiting you. Yeah. than us going there and to, at least until we leave long Island. Mm -hmm. So maybe you'll see him in five years. Yeah, maybe. But that's the thing is that like, uh, when in youth ministry, it, it's a 24-7 job, you mm-hmm. know, so there, there's really, you take time off. Uh, I'm doing air quotes right now. You take time off, but it, it, it's mostly just, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. When you take time off, you're really just, I don't want to be around anybody right now. Just like, let me just yeah. zone out. 
let me just be me. Yeah, so which is why my family doesn't yeah. get that. They're like, oh, you don't come to things. I'm like, because I live in Long Island and that is not a good day off to me, driving yeah. out of in and out of Long Island in one day. Like, it's one mm-hmm. thing when we go away, even overnight, driving out and then driving back in. But to drive out of Long Island, go somewhere for three hours and mm-hmm. come back. Yeah. Oh, that is not a relaxing day. Like, I need a day off after that. So my friendships have changed in a way of, like, we don't really hang out with anymore, but we talk more. Yeah. Like, we're we're always on uh, Facebook Messenger and we're talking to mm-hmm. each other. Or uh, I try to play Xbox Live with uh, a bunch of my friends. So. Yeah, whereas I'm really bad at keeping up with people and yeah. so are my friends because, you know, mm-hmm. those live lovers talk to whatever that word is, that saying is. Um, I don't know what, what the birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. Birds of a feather flock together. So yeah. So none of us are good at keeping up with each other, but like when we get back together, we're all just like, Oh my God, I love you. I mean like nothing changed. Yeah. But we're all really bad at keeping up with each other. So I don't talk to my friends ever. Yeah. (laughs) Except for Elena. But that's the thing. It also comes into being an adult. I'll look Mm -hmm. at that. Uh, my my friends just <laughs> Facebook messaged me, um, but yeah, it, it's it's more of the lines of it, it goes back to our last week's episode. Why adults stop gaming? It's also mm-hmm. why adults stop be being like friends like they were in teenager years. Like it's just a different vibe. You don't yeah. stop being friends. It's just a different way of being yeah. friends, especially you know? in Philly. Like growing up in Philly, like mm-hmm. most of our generation doesn't stay in Philly. No, so we don't want to stay there. Yeah, we call it Philadelphia so, for a reason. Yeah, it's not like when my parents grew up there, where they all stayed there and still know each other. No, we want to get out of Philly. Yeah, so, so all of us dispersed and moved, and yeah, life happens. Exactly, and that's how your friendships change as you get older. It's just that life happens, you know? Our problem is that we're not good at making new friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making friends. Well, that's because of my job, though. Yeah, like, I'm making I a have lot of no connections. friends because I work with a 60-year-old man. <laughs> but, hey, what's up, buddy? But, yeah, it's uh, it's not in a sad way. It's just that, you know, we make friendships in different lights. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, I think that wraps it up in a very sad note. Uh so that was this week's Table Talk topic. Uh, Liz, do you want to read it one more time for our Twitter users? How have your friendships changed in, since the, since last year? So if you want to answer that question on Twitter, we would love to hear your answers. Follow us at Game of Floki. My dog is just in my way. You need to do what I do and put your arms up as a barrier yeah. so we can't get up. You can't get here. So follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. Follow us on Instagram, games and groceries, all one word. Uh, and if you're listening to us on iOS or uh, Apple Podcasts. Or iHeartRadio. Or iHeartRadio. Yeah, both of them. Uh, give us an honest rating. Give us some honest feedback. The more feedback we have, uh, the more they'll put us on the front page. And sooner or later, that anchor will put us on the featured page. Anchor, I know you're listening to this. You're like the FBI right now. It's like, oh, we need to monitor everyone. Anchor. Put games and groceries on the featured list. Please, everyone just email Anchor. Yeah. Why isn't games and groceries on the featured list? So we're working on that. But the more attention we get on Apple Podcasts, the more feedback that we get uh, helps us out. And then some, uh, sometime soon, we can get on that featured list. Maybe. I, we probably will never get on that list just because we've annoyed them so much. Well, too bad. I'm going to annoy them more until 
they get on because they're listening to this right now. I know you hear me, Anchor. <laughs> Put me on featured. Anyway. So that brings us to everybody's favorite section thing. Portion. Yeah. Portion. That's for food. Mm, food. I like food. Me too. Anyways, top three gaming news. Segment. That's the word we were Segment, looking for. Segment. Thank you. No, I like portion better. It makes me think of food. Anyways, so we have our top three gaming news. Uh, understand this, because I know that um, our weekend was going to be super long. I wrote out these notes on Thursday. So if there's any uh, news that came out over the weekend, I talked about the Xbox uh, conference for a little bit. But uh, I wrote the, out these notes uh, early because I knew we would have like a massive weekend. So mm -hmm. let's get started with the uh, number one gaming news is that Blizzard announces that they want to make multiple mobile games uh, spending on all of their IPs, including StarCraft, WarCraft, uh, possibly Overwatch. I don't know that will work, but they want to say that all of their IPs will have a mobile game. Hmm. What a stupid idea. Like, yeah. Um, like they, so they lost a good chunk of their stockholders they, before they announced this before they announced this after the announcement of diablo immortal which is just the, one mobile game just one mobile game uh and the backlash that came out of that investors got super nervous <clears throat> blizzard lost 3.7 billion dollars in stocks and so they thought introducing more mobile games would help. Mm -hmm. Yes, in the long yes, doing that it's saving them money from doing it on mm -hmm. consoles, but clearly it's not what your fans or want. PC, let's uh, not upset the PC fans out here. Whatever. <laughs> um, but clearly that's not what your fans want. Clearly. And clearly that makes your investors nervous because it's not what the fans want. Mm -hmm. So really, in the long run, you're losing money doing something that's saving you money. Yeah. And even Alan Adam of, of, of Blizzard said, uh, what, what's really scary about all of this is that, like, uh, from Blizzard, they said, like, listen, even we've moved from playing PC onto playing on mobile games. Even we like mobile games. I'm like, okay, your fans don't. I don't yeah, care what you that's like. That's the point. Yeah. And that's a, and that's the thing. Is that uh the scary part is is that like we've moved from PC to playing mobile and yet these are being developed from external partners like mm -hmm. NetEase for Diablo Immortal. So they're saying that like, well, we like mobile games. Okay, so are you developing it? Oh, no, 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 no. We're not developing it. Other people are developing it. External partners. I'm like, that makes no sense. That makes yeah. absolutely no sense. Um yeah, not much more to say on that, but it's just a dumb move. That is so stupid. It's a cocky move, too. Mm -hmm. Like, to say that, like, okay, so the backlash, and when they said, you all have phones, don't you? Oh, my gosh, that was so insulting. Yeah. Come on, guys, you all have phones. It's it's exactly the phrase of, um, like, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. Mm -hmm. It's not that we're upset in a Diablo mobile game. That's not what the fans are upset about. It's how they said it. It was very condescend condescending. It was very like in your face, like, well, take this or leave it. And they got annoyed that they got angry. Yeah. Like they have every right to be angry if that's how they are. You can't like. Like these are people paying your yeah. salary. Like you can't. Don't insult the people who write your paycheck. <laughs> exactly. Like 
they're like, oh, you're such entitled fans. We buy your games, okay? If nobody bought your game ever, then your studio would shut down. Mm -hmm. Much like <clears throat> Telltale Games. Nobody mm. bought their games. They shut down. So to call your fans entitled, no. That is, that is not the right route to go down if you want money. Yeah, exactly. You're, what you need to write is a nice long apology. Mm -hmm. Take it off the mobile device. Yep. If you want it something similar to mobile, put it on a Switch. Yeah. Or not that, that I suggest that anyway. That would be cool. It's but something if you want something that's probably cheaper to develop mm -hmm. and easier to develop, don't do the mobile. Put it on a Switch. Then you're helping the Switch market. Mm -hmm. And it's still on a console. Exactly. I think that would be the easy middle ground. Or at least port it over to PC. Like, yes, I don't know. do something, not on mobile. Because, like, honestly, if, like, the, say, Sims 5 came out and it mm -hmm. was, like, only on mobile, I was like, well, I guess I'm not playing Sims 5 because I'm not going to sit and, one, waste my battery on playing Sims 5 And that's Sims what people are upset about. It's like, it wastes your phone battery so hard. Yeah, like, waste <clears throat> phone battery. And phone <clears throat> games are never as good of quality as the actual PC or console games. Like, exactly. You don't get as much flexibility on them. It was just such a dumb thing to say after the backlash after losing 3.7 billion dollars in stocks mm -hmm. and then you come out and say like well actually we're developing mobile games for all of our ips and i'm like ah oh, you're so stupid so let's move on from that i don't think yeah. there's anything more to say about that number two is that uh, nintendo puts out a job description on their uh japanese site uh, on the uh, nintendo japan site uh going on a new zelda game so it was uh it, it was a level designer slash uh dungeon designer topography designer so uh it, it was more of like you know uh level designing mm -hmm. kind of job and people are kind of freaking out because at this point it's been two years since a new zelda game it's about prime time for development to start and uh so it's it's a good it's a good way to think about it. it's like okay yeah Zelda breath of the wild came out 2016 it's about time they started on a new zelda game this this looks like it could be but what worries me is that it says also dungeon designer and nintendo's president already said that they want more dlc for already existing games yeah. so this could be another game mm -hmm. but because nintendo's president said that they want more dlc for already existing games yeah it could go either way. It could be a DLC title or it could be a new game. Mm -hmm. Either way, this is new Zelda content. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you think of this? Um, I don't really know much about Zelda. Dang. Rip. I know. That like really takes away my gamer card, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but, our, our friend Kevin is like a massive Zelda fan. I know. Yeah, he has Zelda everything. I know. Yeah. Like, he's got a whole collection. So, if he's listening to this, he's like, oh, I got so much to say. I know. He's going to yell at me next time he comes. Yeah. Like, Liz, play this. Play Zelda. I'm just going to shove a console in my face. Right. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think it could go either way. Mm -hmm. What would really stink is if we're all getting all hype about this and it's literally something that's just for Japan. Because mm -hmm. it's only in the Japan yeah um 
part of the company. So that would be hilarious if everyone's like, oh, we're getting new Zelda something. And, just, and they're just like, ha, mm-hmm. only over here. Sorry. Because a lot of people do that, especially with Zelda games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very big in the Japanese market. So yeah, it could they be. can't make a good chunk of money just selling it over there. <laughs> and that's the thing. Whenever it's just like only in Japan is like, excuse me. Like, right. but it, you know, not much more to say about that. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. Like it could be a new DLC for breath of the wild, but it could be also, it could be a new game for Zelda. Mm-hmm. Now Zelda games, they, they come out in like longer spans of time. So I'm leaning towards more. This is DLC. Yeah. I'm thinking with the dungeon designer, I think this is going to be a DLC for breath of the wild. Because of what uh, Nintendo's president already said. But uh, there's also hope that this could be a new Zelda title. But I'm leaning towards more. This is going to be towards Zelda DLC coming uh, coming soon. Uh, finally, number three of the gaming news. This, I think, is pretty important. Uh-oh. This is pretty, my microphone just spun around. Um, pretty important for gamers to understand that uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, I heard it both ways. I'm gonna yeah. say I'm gonna say Ubisoft because that's more fun to say. Uh, Ubisoft asks uh, kids for microtransactions. So the yeah. story is is that in Just Dance 2019, there is a kids mode for a more streamlined, um, easy to use interface yeah. for kids, and it's going to be only kids versions of songs. So yeah. there is a kids mode. However, in the kids mode, <laughs> in the kids mode, um, the game still asks. Children, oops, uh, it's my microphone Stop is playing with your microphone and it won't spin. Never, like that. uh, in the kids' mode, uh, the game still asks your kids for subscriptions to get songs. Yeah, I think someone overlooked the coding for mm-hmm. the kids' mode, like they're just like, Yep, that's right, and like they're used to in whatever mode or anything they're using, yeah, that the coding says the subscription so i think i have a feeling that was just like an overlook and just like like yep that belongs there and they weren't thinking of what section they were in and i don't that probably wasn't something that was discussed like they probably didn't even think about it because like knowing myself Mm -hmm. i'm like oh yeah this is what we do this is what we do blah 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 and i would completely forget that we have that in Mm -hmm. the coding yeah no it does look more like an it does look more like an overlook than it does like they specifically it doesn't say hey kids Mm -hmm. give us money like it doesn't say that yeah, it because uh, in, in other versions like the the UK version, uh, users have said that uh, the kids most never asked their kids for a subscription. So there's been other versions across the country or across the world. I mean, yeah, that the subscription mode isn't on there. It's mostly in the US, yeah, and so it's only just forgot it's, to do their job. Yeah, in certain states, it said like no, like I've never got. It. So it looks more like an overlook mm-hmm. from Ubisoft. It looks like it entered into the game while they're developing it and they tried to take out as much as they could but by the time the u.s got it they they didn't uh they overlooked it yeah so uh it, it's kind of dangerous um because kids can easily if if you didn't put a password so on my xbox before you can buy anything you mm-hmm. have to put in the password yeah if you're if you're a parent if you're a gaming parent and you haven't put on a password onto your xbox you need to do that or mm-hmm. if your kid's Xbox is literally just their kids and they have the password and they already mm-hmm. have your credit card on there. Exactly. They can just easily click yes and yeah, buy exactly. the transaction. So that's why this is so upsetting is yeah. that like it's not 
in a way of like, well, it is. It's predatorial, but there's always commercials geared towards kids anyways. Like, let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. But this is more easily accessible mm-hmm. to... Even by accident. Yeah, that your kids just press... Uh, yeah, because like if you buy anything from an online game store, the Xbox already has your card on there. Mm-hmm. And if again, if it's your kid's console, you wouldn't think that you would need your own password on there. Of course, it's going to be your kid's password. Yeah. So the kid can just say yes and like not even notice they bought something. So always put a password on and only you know it as a parent. Yeah. Like especially in, that's like a good monitoring system because like mm-hmm. then even if it's a free game, your kid can't buy anything without that password. I right? think for free I'm games. Sure free games you still put it in. Maybe. I'll have to check, but I think in free games, you just press get and then it just installs. Okay. But, but at least still. with that password, if your kid has your credit card on their system, make the password your password, not their password. Because, because then, then you can they monitor. have to ask. Yeah. They yeah. have to monitor. You can monitor everything they're buying. Yeah. So be aware of uh, what your kids are getting into because microtransactions are getting way more aggressive than when we were kids. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't even remember microtransactions when we were kids. That's because our consoles weren't online. True. Um, but that's the thing is that like these microtransactions are getting super aggressive mm-hmm. that they're slipping into kids modes. Uh, just pay attention to what your kids are buying. Yeah. You know, so now we're at the time. I think, uh, we'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, this is going to be a scary topic. Bye bye. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. So I think it's time to get into this week's big topic. We went over XO 18. We went over table talk topics. We went over how, long of a weekend we had and we went over our top three gaming news yep now it's time for the throwdown boom not really a throwdown so if you're new to games and groceries right every single week we ask a outside of the box gaming question that or topic that me and liz just want to discuss together uh as a married couple And uh, we just think of a, a new question that we're curious about, and we just want to talk about it. So <coughs> this week's topic and this week's question is, why wouldn't Christian games work or why Christian games don't work? So let me preface this by what I mean by Christian games. Um, wow. Folky just freaked out. He's like, I see something. I need my antler right now. Mm-hmm. So as a youth pastor uh, and as an atheist kid, the most I've ever, ever heard when I, whenever I played video games, like, oh, is there a Christian video game? <laughs> and as an atheist kid, I was just like, what? Like, what are you even talking about? And that was when I was a kid. Now that I'm a youth pastor, I hear like parents talking about it's like, like, because they know how much I love video games. And they're just like, oh, are there any uh, <clears throat> Christian video games out there? And I'm like, no. So let me let me try to translate what they mean when they ask me what's a like a Christian video game. But before it, let's let's uh, describe it as we're talking about it, right? So let's talk about what games are, right? Uh, they they when they talk about a Christian game, they're talking about a story narrative. Because if there's a Christian multiplayer game, I don't even want to think about what that would be let's like. Let's go evangelize. <laughs> yeah, the most you can evangelize. Um, so let me preface this that we're both Christians. I'm a youth pastor, so this isn't hating on Christians. In fact, I would lose my job. But let's talk about what games are 
And let's just stick to narrative titles, right? Because a mm -hmm. multiplayer Christian game, like I don't even want to think about the consequences there, but <laughs> the best games are imaginative worlds, like brand new worlds that you've never experienced before yeah. in your life. Like the new game um, that I'm waiting so badly for, Elder Scrolls Six. you know, new brand yeah. new worlds with different lores and a new uh, universe to explore. And, and I think the best narrative titles are imaginative mm -hmm. you know free of expression right uh when wouldn't you say so that you're playing a lot of narrative games yeah i mm -hmm. mean they're definitely it's like letting you feel like you're in control of yeah everything exactly like it, it, there shouldn't be a limit to that and when you talk about having a christian video game there's a lot of limits you have to have because then you're diving yeah. into heresies, you're di you're diving into incorrect theology. Mm -hmm. So when you have to make a Christian narrative game, right, you're diving into some dangerous waters here. Be the only game development staff that has a theologist on staff. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. We get this right. Okay, good. Exactly. And, and some people wouldn't agree with that theology. You know, not yeah. every theologian uh, agrees with I mean, with that other. goes into, like, a lot of things, though. You don't agree with everything. Mm -mm. I wouldn't even include that as part of a problem with it because, I mean, you can't please everyone. No, and, and that's the thing. You're not going to please everyone, but here's the thing. If you get something wrong in a Christian game, hmm. you're not gonna. it's not going to be like, oh, you can't make everybody happy, but then people will be super upset saying that, like, I remember when people were super upset with The Shack. You remember why people were upset with the book The Shack? What's that? Uh, it was a book about a shack. Um, nice. And some dude uh, gets a concussion or something. Uh, it was a dumb book, in my opinion. Yeah, I never Not, read it. I've never heard of it. But they were upset because they made God into a an older black woman. And I was just like... I remember people talking about that. Yeah. And that's the thing. In, in a Christian video game, it would be a lot like The Shack, and mm -hmm. they would have these Christian themes in there. As opposed to all the other movies that make God Morgan Freeman. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, an older black man. But that's the thing. It's just like it would it, you would make people think that you're a heretic, you know, if yeah. you develop it this way. And that's why you should just let games be imaginative worlds, mm -hmm. you know, because then you're not going into heresies you're not going into the uh theology uh theology um incorrected it's it's the morning people i'm so sorry um but it's best to stick to narrative games in imaginative yeah. worlds so when people ask if there's christian video games they're really asking oh is there uh king david the video game and I've actually, I remember playing a Bible video game before. I don't remember, I don't remember what system. It might have been a PC game. It was so boring. It was so bad. Like, but that's the thing. Uh, these games are best in imaginable. Even the ones that are historically correct, like mm -hmm. Kingdom Come Deliverance, uh, still have uh, de like creative depictions of it. Yeah. Or even Assassin's Creed have creative depictions of what yeah. happened. Right? Yeah. Uh, and when you get into that, then you get people upset and that's going to make mainstream news. And then you're going to be like, oh, this is Satan's work. Yeah. Best stick to narrative games as an imaginative world. Yeah. Right. But then you think about those live action Bible ones that they're doing now, like 
Noah. No one saw a problem with that except for us, clearly, because we're the only ones that see a problem with that movie. I was telling all my youth that I was super upset when all these live action Bible movies came out like Exodus, Gods and Kings and Noah. Because they're like, oh, we'll get people to read the Bible. Like, oh, no, 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 no. It'll help them avoid it, like me. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's a lot of, um, there, there's a lot of incorrect facts. Oh, yeah. In, in there. Like, it made Moses into, like, this mighty warrior with a sword of God. He also suddenly had a daughter. Yeah, he also had a daughter. Um, well, that was Noah. Did I say Noah or Moses? Noah. Oh, my bad. So Moses in Exodus, Gods and Kings. But yeah, Noah had a daughter. Moses was this mighty warrior. Yeah. And I'm like... He wasn't. No. He was a stuttering freak. And that was how the, the gospel was so great in Moses' story is that Moses said, well, I'm I'm stuttering my speech. I'm so uh, bad. And that's why his brother Aaron was there. His brother Aaron actually did all the talking. Yeah. Which, that is my favorite passage because Moses kept coming up with excuses and it says in scripture that... God, uh, like, burned up in anger. He's yeah. like, I'm so annoyed with you, Moses. Okay, I'm sending you Aaron. No more excuses. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, going on that, right, uh, it's just best to leave these in imaginative worlds with Christian themes. And we'll talk yeah. about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, the, the second point that I have is that who would these games be really marketed to? Exactly. Because if you think yeah. of all the Christian movies, <laughs> atheists aren't going to go see those movies like god's not dead was terrible yeah i'm saying it right now on this podcast on the record god's not dead was terrible and it was insulting to atheists it was um so if even if you got an atheist to see that movie they're not going to agree with it because they always paint atheists in this terrible terrible light as terrible people mm -hmm. so they're gonna be insulted by it and that's not gonna help them so same thing with the video games you're not gonna get an atheist to buy this clearly christian if you're say this is Jesus the video game. Yeah. Like, you're not an atheist, not going to go buy Jesus the video game because they don't care. Exactly. And, exactly. Like, why would you want this? Because it's, it's clearly only marketed towards Christians. Yeah. It can only be marketed towards Christians because otherwise you're insulting people. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing. If you want, I'm going to say this uh, bluntly, if you desperately want Christian video games, then you have to be okay with a Muslim video game. You have to yeah. be okay with a Jewish game. You have to be okay yeah. with a Buddhist game. Yeah. You have to be. Yeah. Otherwise, you're being a, like a hypocrite because if there can be Christian games, guess what? We live in a land of freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. So that means uh, a Muslim person can have the right to have a Muslim game, but that will upset Christians, mm -hmm. you know? Same thing with Bible should be taught in schools. I'm like, and guess what? Every other religion needs to be taught in schools, too. Exactly. Like even in my Quaker school, we had a like a religion course and mm. we learned all of them. We like even in a Quaker school, we learned about Christianity. Mm -hmm. We learned about Buddhist. We yeah. learned about I can't think of other ones right now. Yeah. But we learned about all the different religions because that's, you know, if you're going to teach one, you got to teach them all. Floki's trying so desperately to get on Liz's Got lap. Him in a headlock. Yeah. Um, no. Later. But it's I'll really. Later. But you really have to ask yourself, who would this game be marketed to? Yeah. And you want to say like, oh, we're evangelizing with this. No, you're not. Like, and that's the, and that's the thing. It, it just comes off as pretentious. And it's like, this is our Christian. It comes off like Blizzard did. You know, yeah. like, well, this is the game we're putting out. 
and you can play it or not. Yeah. It, it just comes off as pretentious and you're not really evangelizing with a yeah. Christian video game. Though I did just think of a really funny, fun way, funny way to do that. What's that? Is if you had a video game, kind of like Life is Strange, right? It's like a relationship between two people. Yeah. And you can choose which person you want to play. Yeah. The Christian girl that your decisions mm -hmm. will ultimately, in the end, see if you have convinced or shown the other person <laughs> like you should like show the other person jesus and they become a christian at the end or if they don't and then if you choose the other girl it's the other way around yeah. and then so the atheists would play the other way around and they're like you know what i want to see if i can do the other one yeah and they would play the christian one and that's the thing <laughs> i would play that game and that's the thing it's just like you want to say that this is uh, a mission field or evangelizing with a Christian video game, but it, it wouldn't be because it would come off as pretentious. And the reason why, and, and let me, let me give you some insight on this podcast. The reason why we don't describe this as a Christian video game podcast is because that would come off as one pretentious. And two, mm -hmm. I want people to know that we're in the faith and I want to talk to you about Jesus like face to face. You know, yeah. because if this is a Christian podcast and we're evangelizing, if, if I'm this was a Christian podcast, we wouldn't really have much to talk about. Yeah, true that. Um, but in the way of like, we can just talk about our faith and nobody would uh, be able to respond directly. You, yeah, you I can, mean, it's just like music artists or actors who do regular gigs and <laughs> do regular movies and things, but they happen to be Christian. Like, yeah. It's just it's just part of their personality, and that's why we do it this way. Yeah, if I'm going to talk to my audience about Jesus, I want to do it directly face-to-face. -face. Yeah. Because you can respond to me on Twitter, but I could easily just ignore it. Yeah. You know? So if you ever meet me and if you want to talk more about uh, Christianity, we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. But that's the other reason why I don't describe this podcast as a Christian podcast. And that's the other reason why I didn't do a Christian podcast mm -hmm. is because... Who would this be marketed to? Exactly. Who would be listening to that podcast? Other Christians. Yeah. No atheist is going to be, unless it's like research how to, because speaking as a former atheist, they, they would just pick up points yeah. to argue against Christianity. Just like we don't expect people who don't play video yeah. games to be listening to this. Exactly. Like, who's this podcast marketed to? It's marketed towards gamers, people who are already in the universe of gaming. Yeah. You know? In the same way of a Christian video game or a Christian podcast, you you really, really think that's going to be evangelizing? Yeah. Like, who would be picking up that game? Exactly. Who's seeing these Christian movies, like ham-fisted Christian movies? Yeah, exactly. Like, God's Not Dead and, um, oh, oh, what's some other movies that come out? War Room. Oh, that was so bad. I don't care if you're listening to this and you're Christian. War Room was bad. It was awful. Like... By the name of Jesus, you mugger, get out of here. Oh. If you haven't seen War Room, uh, go check out a YouTuber named uh, uh, Goodnight Kevin. Or, or Say Goodnight Kevin. I'm yeah, sorry. Say Goodnight Kevin. It's just so good. Yeah, Say Goodnight Kevin. And he has a lot of reviews on Christian movies. And, and just, he's a Christian, so it's yeah. not like it's coming from an atheist or someone who's just outside of the faith. He's a, he's a strong Christian. Mm -hmm. So but, he gets to have an opinion. <laughs> But really, who would this be marketed to? The Christian games? It's really just marketed towards Christians. You have to say that. You have to admit that. Mm -hmm. That it would be only marketed towards Christians. But that, that brings me to my third point, is that this is just an excuse to keep your kid... Uh, he's down here. Okay. 
uh, just to keep your Christian children in the bubble of Christianity. Like, oh, don't yeah. look out in the world. Just stay in here in the Christian bubble. Uh, don't yeah. be on the world. The more Christian objects you can put in a child's life, mm-hmm. the better, in their opinion. And that's coming from a home yeah. that I was raised going to church and getting confirmed, and I had to go to church every Sunday. Yeah. Um, but my mom, my parents or whatever mom, I don't even know <laughs> when my parents slowly became like outside of church and outside of Christianity. We, I mean, even before that, we were never in a Christian bubble. We were just raised to be good kids, but coming from a home that like gave us the flexibility of watching things and doing things, sending mm-hmm. us to public school. It just makes you a more well-rounded person. Cause when you get out into the real world, you're not, you need to know yeah. how to talk to other people that aren't christians you need to know how to do things that aren't christian because what if you get to a job where you don't work with a ton of christians yeah. and they want to hang out with you like you're not gonna make any friends exactly because you're you a weirdo only, you own you're that christian weirdo yeah. like i know that sounds bad but like when you raise your kids in that bubble there's going to be a time in their life where they don't know other christians and they're going to be that christian weirdo mm-hmm. i mean my mom uh she tried to bring me to church as much as possible she Stuck me in a Christian private school, which I uh, I got in trouble a lot there. Um, but that's the thing. My mom raised me in a Christian household, but at the same time, she she let me like play these video games. Like she let me play Halo. In fact, I remember, I still remember when I was thirteen or no, I was twelve at the time when Halo Two came out, and my mom kept saying like, "No, Halo Two is rated M." But she was just saying it just to get me like off my guard because at Christmas time, guess what? I opened up hmm. a copy of Halo too. I was like, <gasps> and like my eyes just like darted back and forth. Like, is this an, is this a mistake? Is this is this mine? <laughs> like, but my mom was pretty. She was pretty comfortable in like playing yeah. these video games. She she had her limits, so she wouldn't let me play Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. So like anything that was like overtly like bad like overtly yeah, but, and, that wasn't, and that wasn't even for the means of being christian that was more of raising your, a kid yeah your maturity level like there are parents who let their kids watch whatever they want and play whatever they want yeah and i can't see like my parents didn't let me watch the simpsons which i agree with i would not let my five-year-old mm-hmm. watch the simpsons or family guy the yeah. problem is that we lived in a, in Philly where yeah. every seven-year-old was watching Simpsons so much so that my teacher would use the Simpsons as a reference as yeah. a, for vocabulary quizzes. And I wouldn't know the answer because I wasn't yeah. allowed to watch it. Oh, I, I love the Simpsons. A uh, little side note about my mom. I love my mom so much. I love your mom, too. Yeah. And a uh, little side note how tough my mom is in, in terms of her parenting. Like I said, my mom was, like, super cool. Like into letting me play video games she she put limits on me like she wouldn't let like me like any play. parent should yeah she wouldn't let me play for like like 20 hours at a time yeah but she still let me play uh but then she had her limits especially like with my music uh there there was one time where I, the first time i bought a blink 182 album it was the album with a cat on it i can't remember the the title but it was definitely the one with the cat on the cover and we bought it from uh from a record store and she's like, okay, let me listen to this album. And I was like, sweet. And on the car ride home, we're listening to the album. And three songs in, I was like jamming out to it. Three songs in, she says, mm, too much sex talk. Ejects the CD, 
and tosses the CD out the window while driving. Like the things that you tell me she's done sound like they're from a book or a like, movie. What? Like they don't sound real. It's so funny. I was like, what? how old? How old were you? I was like nine or ten at so the time. It was probably from coconuts. Yeah, it's probably from coconuts. Yeah, and I was just like, mom, why? <laughs> no, blank one and two. So it was my mom's pretty tough, but, you know, she had her limits, but she didn't. My mom is a devout Christian mm-hmm. and she like and she tried to get me into church and stuff like when I was young. But she was also she didn't want to put me in a Christian bubble. No, she wanted you to know what the real world was like. And I think that's because she was sort of raised in that Christian bubble and she saw that it got her in trouble because mm-hmm. she was naive. And I think it grew me stronger as a youth pastor because now, like, in terms of, like, kids, they know that I'm authentic. I'm not just faking it just to make it. Yeah. So you're really just asking for Christian games just to put your kids in a Christian bubble when they're just going to grow up to be weirdos. I'm going to say it right now, bluntly. Either They're either going to be weirdos or they're going to get in a lot of trouble because they're naive and they don't know not to trust everyone. Because they've only grown up with Christians that they can trust. And plus, when they hit 18, 21, and they can decide for themselves, they're going to go overkill on all the things that are not Christian. And they're going to be like, I can do this now. I can do that now. I can do this. like Breaking Amish. Yeah, exactly. They they leave for a few months at Rumspringa, and they go mental. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last point we'll make, because we're running out of time here, uh, but this is a a really interesting topic for us personally, you know. The last point I want to make about why Christian games don't work is a point to say why Christian games could work, how they could work. Yes. So this is a quote. When uh, when I was in a band, uh, I grew up with music. And when I was in bands, you know, like the, 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 the best quote I've ever heard about this, about Christian music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who said this, but... There's no such thing as Christian music, only Christian lyrics. And what that saying is saying, like, um, there's no such thing as, like, metal is only for atheists, right? There's no such thing as a Christian music genre. Yeah, that's only for Christians. Yeah, you you only have Christian lyrics. So Mm -hmm. you can have the same rap beat. You can have the same hip-hop beat from 50 Cent. 50. Um... And give it to a Christian artist, uh, NF. Mm-hmm. It's the same beat, but with different lyrics. Yeah. Right? So talking about that with Christian games is that there's no such thing as a Christian video game, only Christian themes. Yeah. So if you had like a game, a narrative game that was similar to like Narnia mm-hmm. or something like that. Narnia is a Christian movie, but you don't know that watching it. Yeah. It looks far from Christian because it has mystical creatures and things like that mm-hmm. that most christians and witches. exactly things that a lot of christians are actually against mm-hmm. so and that's yeah yeah there's only the christian themes that are exactly involved. like a lot of people don't know even this blew my mind is that there's a lot of christian themes in the in the game halo right mm-hmm. one from the title and two um from the actual main character who is spartan 117 uh whose name is john Right. It's actually portraying the verse John uh, 1 17. Right. Uh, and I want to quote it and I hate misquoting the Bible. So I'm going to open up his Bible. Yeah. App. 
But yeah, and that's the thing with Halo, which is an M-rated game, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they actually put into Christian thematics, right? They had mm-hmm. religious leaders in it. <clears throat> There's a lot of Christian themes behind it, but you wouldn't know that. It's not ham-fisted, right? Yeah. So John 1.17 reads, For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came from Jesus Christ. So even the game Halo has Christian yeah. themes in it, yeah. right? But it's not ham-fisted, and that's why a Christian game or how a Christian game yeah. could work. And that's even in the movie realm. That's how like Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty got mm. so big because even the atheists or non-Christians yeah. were watching it because it's just a funny movie. Exactly. Like and but they're still getting snippets of the actual stories that they're mm-hmm. reliving yeah. in modern times. But you're getting everyone watch because they're such funny movies and you got the big name actors in them. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just like we need to think about video games not as a Christian, like Christian. Like you want such ham-fisted titles, Mm -hmm. but that's why they don't work. That's why Christian movies are generally terrible movies. Yeah. Because you focus more on – they focus more on being Christian. It's Christian. Mm. They they focus more on being Christian more than they do towards storytelling. Yeah. You know, give give a nice solid game. Yeah. And then focus on the elements. Exactly. Like have good gameplay mechanics, have good uh, uh, storytelling because the storytelling is really what ki- kills Christian movies. Mm-hmm. They focus so much on theology that they forget how to write a good story. Yeah. Right? So it, and and that's why a Christian whoopsies and that's mm-hmm. why bluntly saying, like, are there Christian games out there? And that wouldn't work, you know. Instead, you should be saying, like, in the same quote of there's no such thing as Christian music, only Christian lyrics. There's no such thing as Christian games, only mm-hmm. Christian themes. Yeah. Right. So in the way of like, you could also argue is like, well, is Rocket League a Christian game? There, there's no theology pointed out. There's no harsh uh, lyrics. Uh, there's no violence involved except, you know, car crashes every now and again. Yeah, but no one's in the cars. They're like remote control cars. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you could argue it's like, well, is that a Christian game? You know, like, because there's nothing offensive in it. Yeah. Right. It, But Halo, which has Christian themes in it, that's not a Christian game. But ones that have zero Christian themes in it. Yeah. You could say like, oh, well, my kid's appropriate to play that. And, and that's the thing. It's like you need to understand what it means to write a well-written story. Mm-hmm. You know, give give the Christian writers the power to write a powerful narrative mm-hmm. with Christian themes. You know, uh, to ask for more Christian games is a mistake, and those won't sell well, and that's just going to kill the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. I cannot... St- and Christian movies. If if you haven't picked up on that already, if you if you invite me to, to watch a Christian movie, I will not watch it because if as soon as you say, "Oh, a Christian movie," I'm like, "Nope, nope." Because when you say Christian movie, that means it's so ham-fisted in its themes that it's just borderline offensive. To Unless me. my book becomes a movie, you'll watch that. Yeah. Oh, big announcement! Liz is writing a book. 
I thought we've talked about that. Before. Did we talk about that? I don't know. Well, I've lost track of who we've told and who we haven't. Yeah, Liz is writing a book, and only um, on chapter three. Don't get excited, people. But you've you have the whole outline. No, I have up. To, I have an outline up to chapter twelve, and I know the ending. Yeah. I haven't connected chapter twelve and the ending. But <laughs> yours is diving. It, it's a ham fisted. Well, I won't even say it's ham fisted. It's on the. It's in between being ham fisted and being hidden. So it's a clearly Christian book, but it's not like like in your face like. Christian. Yeah. It's not and that's like kind of the point of the main character is that he's not trying to tell the mm-hmm. atheist in the book, like, be a Christian. He's like, whatevs, you're not a Christian. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Still want to date you. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not like War Room. Yeah. <sighs> that movie sucked. But I'm saying it right now. I don't care who's listening. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. He says that like, you need to worry about uh, this is the last point I'll make. Um, because we're pretty much out of time at this point. Yeah. Um, the last point I'll make is just like, stop worrying about like, oh, there should be more Christian games. There should be more Christian games. How about you as a Christian go to college for narrative storytelling, mm-hmm. learn how to make a well-written story. Yeah. Much like C.S. Lewis learned how to do much yeah. like uh, J or T- Tolkien. I think it's J.R.R. Uh, yeah. But much like Tolkien did. Right. Famous Christian writers, right? Mm-hmm. And they learned how to put uh, Christian thematics into their stories. It's so well that it just fit in, like like permanently. So well that the Christian parents don't realize they're Christian and they don't let their kids watch them. Like Lord of the Rings, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, no, my kid can't watch Lord of the Rings. There's magic in there. It's Christian. So learn how to make a proper, oh, my goodness. My dog is turns it back He's on me. He's just like facing the wall, like not looking at anything. But, anyway. But learn how to make a well-written story, yeah. right? Because as soon as you say it has to be Christian, you're not going to write a good story. Yeah. You know, as soon as you say, I need a Christian song, you're not going to make a good song because it's going to be so ham-fisted that it's, it's, you know, it's offensive to me. Yeah. You know. Uh, in the same way with a Christian game, like, I need to make a Christian game. I guarantee you no one's going to play it. Yeah. But as if you say, I'm a Christian game developer, you know, you can say that you, you're going to have a well-written, just like we're Christian video game podcasters. It doesn't mean that this is a Christian video game channel No. because there's no such thing as a Christian video game. (laughs) But yeah, that's all we had to say. We, we wanted to do this topic from day one um but we wanted more of an audience to to go on it but understand that we're just passionate about video games and we just don't want to ruin the video game industry much like christian movies have ruined the movie industry yeah they have you can argue with me fight me (laughs) but yeah so i think that does it for this week's episode agreed yeah understand that like we're passionate christians but we also like well-written video games yeah so that does it for this week. Uh, I think we offended enough people this week. So, uh, yeah, let's end it. And then uh, go on Twitter and hear all the responses. So, if you haven't already, fight me at Gaming Girls. <laughs> no. Um, but please follow us at games uh, at Gaming Groceries. That's Twitter, at Gaming Groceries. Uh, I tweet a lot. I just talk about gaming news. Sometimes I put on gaming memes. But also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, uh, where I put on gaming memes there. 
Uh, I like memes. Memes are my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Jesus. Jesus is my life. And then memes. And then my wife. Uh, <laughs> that's the wrong order. So, uh, and then if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio, uh, please give us a review, your honest feedback, because the more feedback we get, the more attention we get from iTunes. And the more attention we get from iTunes, the more attention we get from Anchor, because I know you're listening to this. Put me on the put me on the feature. Come on, Anchor. And look out for our episode on Saturday as opposed to next Monday. Yes, yeah, so the next episode will be on Saturday because we're going to be away on Monday. And the theme will be how to love a gamer at Christmas time. So I'll shorten the title a little bit. Christmas time, love. That's weird. All right, so we'll see you on Saturday. I'm not, I'm not going to see you unless you know where I live. That's weird. Actually, anyway. the whole congregation knows where I live. It's weird. So we love you very much. We thank you for listening to this week's podcast, and we thank you for listening to next week's podcast in advance. Thank you very much. See you next week. <laughs>